Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and, of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guest is a man of God who uses the gift of poetry and spoken word as a ministry tool and to give glory to the Lord. And his name is Mark Rogers. Drop two, three, four. I found it utterly amusing at the time to focus on the drops of water that oozed from my faucet. There was a deadening silence all throughout the house, which amplified the sound of the stuttering flow of H2O. Multiple thoughts ran through my mind as I listened to the drip drop. Three of them were the most compelling, and yet one of the three, the most profound. My first thought was spent wondering how many gallons of sweat must have dripped from my body throughout the years as I eagerly ran with all my might, trying to avoid the grips of handcuffs from seizing my freedom. And yes, I was always wrong. One way or another, I was dead wrong. My second thought was calculating how many ounces of tears must have dropped from my mother's eyes due to all the heartache and sorrow I caused her throughout my years of growing up. Mom... Will you please forgive me? Now, my third thought. My third thought was one I lingered on for hours. I was spellbound, transfixed, and captivated by it. It was about the blood of Jesus. He left where he was to come where we are, to pay a debt that he didn't owe because man had a debt that he could not pay. He was innocent, but was guilty in the eyes of the guilty. And why did he choose to do this? Because the father said, if no blood is shed, then no sin will be forgiven. So because of his deep desire to reconcile man back with God, he decided to sacrifice his life, shed his own pure and sinless blood for all drip drop who will drip drop believe. Yes, the blood leaked out high speed drip drop from his head, from his side and from his feet. Drip for the single parents and all the weeping widows that mourn. Drop for the children that's been left abandoned and those not yet even born. Drip for all those drug peddlers and violent gun possessors. Drop for all those prostitutes, rapists, and sick child molesters. Drip for the lying con artists and all professional deceivers. Drop for all those cult members and false doctrine believers. And just when you thought that his blood would finally stop to make sure all were covered, drip, drop, drip, drop. Drip drop. Drip drop for all the crooked cops and the dirty politicians, the soothsaying fortune tellers and the black magic physicians. Drip drop for all the judges who take bribes underneath the table, for the crippled and the handicapped and all the mentally disabled. Drip drop for all Americans, Mexicans and Canadians, for all the Jews in Israel and all the Saudi Arabians. Drip drop for all Jamaicans, West Indians and Africans, for the Germans, Russians and Italians and all the South Americans. Drip drop for every human being who you will or will not see. Yes, the blood drip dropped for you, and the blood drip dropped for me. And when his job was done, and when his job was done, he ascended on high. Even now, he's with the Father seated on his right-hand side. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the King. He may not mean much to everyone, but to me, he's everything. 
And yes, I love the Lord Jesus, and I'll show him while I'm living, because by his blood I've been redeemed, and by his blood I've been forgiven. I got up to shut the water off, and I turned the knob just slightly, and somehow I was deeply reminded not to take the blood of Jesus lightly. Drip, two, three, four. Drop, two, three. This is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and that interesting and anointing poem, Drip Drop, is done by our guest, Mark Rogers. Mark, great to have you on Music How with a Mission. How are you? Great, great. It's great good. to have you here. Good to be here. Thank God. First, Mark, let's get some stats out of the way. You're married? Yes. How long? Been married six years, September 4th. Nice. And um, we have uh, two girls. Okay. Four-year-old, 13-year-old. Oh, you got yeah. your hands full, Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. The 13-year-old's a big help. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been at Times Square Church for how long? Been coming here since 2000. Okay. Yeah, about October 2000. Nice. But I actually started to get involved in ministry mm-hmm. 2001, about a year later. And you're studying to be a minister, are you not? Yes, I've been in the MIP class. How's uh, that going? Well, actually, I've been in the MIP class for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. and then... I don't know. I, I guess we kind of graduated, but didn't get any. Uh, <clears throat> we didn't get any like a formal graduation or anything. Right, right. But the classes started all over again. Okay. And those who uh, were in the first class can continue to go. But um, it was very, very fulling, mm-hmm. and um, I learned a lot. Still learning. Sometimes when I even go over my notes, you know, Pastor William Carroll is an awesome teacher. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, I'm telling you, it's just like a. It just took your my level of. Um, uh, I guess, knowledge of Christ and the things of God on another level as far as even, um, <clears throat> as far as speaking, as far as just ministering, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and ministering to what audiences. And, sure. And knowing your audiences. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thank God for that study. And every now and again, I will go back and sit in that class. Okay, okay, just to get a refresher. Just to get refreshed. Sure, <laughs> sure. Good. Of all of the ministry methods to use, mm-hmm. why poetry and spoken word? Poetry is a gift that I I kind of um, had from a young age. So, oh. you know, you have to use what you have. Okay. You know, the Lord asks Moses, uh, what's in your hand? Mm. And, and that's what it's about. It's about what's in your hand. What did God put in your hands to use? And that's that's what he gave me from a kid. And it's funny, when before I became a Christian, I would write poems, but nothing, you know, to try to, to let anybody really see and hear. Really? I oh, guess so you kind of kept them in exactly, a book or something? Exactly, just to me. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, and I was just right here, right there, kind of play with it, but my mind wasn't really focused on, focused on like, even trying to show my gift to anyone. Well, it comes across very natural for you. I begin to really, really love the gift of poetry after coming to know who Jesus is. Mm. That's what happened. Yeah. And, then, and the more I grew in, in my faith in Christ— the more I just wanted to just, um, I don't know, kind of look at what it is I can do for him mm-hmm. and how. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just put it in my spirit, right, you know, speak poetry. The poem we heard at the top of the program, Drip Drop, right, is an example of that, I guess, powerful poem. Right. How did it originate? Drip Drop is really a... Uh, a com- combination of the, of course, the, the gospel yeah. um, and my testimony. 
because uh, I I kind of make mention of the fact about me being in the streets and um, <clears throat> actually running from crime, doing crimes, and uh, you know I was I I didn't give all details of it, but I kind of make mention of that. Yeah. Um, and as well as the suffering that I kind of put my mother through. That's why you see there's an apology to my sure, mom in there. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the poem, like three quarters of it, it just has to do with the blood of Christ, what mm-hmm. he did for me, mm-hmm. and what his blood does for us as a whole. Right. You know, right. so it's, 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 I, I, and I was incarcerated when I wrote that. I was, I was going to ask you, where yeah, were you in life? I was incarcerated, and I, I'm telling you, this is no exaggeration. I was in a jail cell having a good time, me and the Lord. Okay. I really, I'm telling you, it was like God was just in that room, and him and I, we were enjoying each other, and I was just writing about the blood, the awesomeness of his blood. And, and there was actually a drip coming out of the faucet of my room, and wow. it was this God just inspired that, and he just said, go with that and just go. So when you heard the drip, yes. what did you think about when you heard the drip? I just thought of my Savior. Just I just thought of him being nailed to that cross. I thought of that blood. Mm, the blood dripping The and blood dropping. dripping and wow. dropping for me. And I thought of a, a man who actually never did anything wrong dying for me who did everything wrong. Mm. And it was just such, such... Um, I don't know. It was it was so a, such a strong presence of God while I was just worshiping Him and writing unto Him. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even think about audiences. I didn't think about reciting it in public one day. I didn't mm-hmm. think about all, any of that. I just just was writing. Unto yeah, him. yeah. And you know, as I was seeing what I was seeing, and just thinking about what He did and the suffering He went through, and um, the benefits from His suffering, you know. It just compelled me to just write about it and then speak about it. And then after I wrote it, I just kept reciting it and just reading it and reciting it. And I was my own audience, just me in the room. Powerful poem. Powerful poem. You said that you were having a great time in prison. Yes. Okay. That probably does need some explaining. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you, you know, it's funny. When you have the Lord Jesus actually come into your life, Mm -hmm. What he does is he liberates you. And what's so interesting about being made free, being set free by Christ, is the fact that you don't even know that you are spiritually bound to anything until he comes and cuts chains and breaks powers Mm -hmm. that had you captive. You don't even know that you're in bondage. So it was funny that when I went to prison and I still heard the Lord calling me and saying, now will you come to me? Now will you surrender to me? Now will you submit to me? Mm -hmm. And I broke down and said, yes, Lord, Mm -hmm. for everything, with everything that I have and everything that I am. If you still want me, you still love me. Yes, Lord, here I am. Upon doing that and then experiencing the freedom and the joy, I just, I was amazed at the fact that I had to be, I was incarcerated i had to go to prison to be set free from prison that is so and it is profound. it is it is profound and i'm like that's when he came into my heart it's like he brought with him everything that he consists of which was peace love joy mm-hmm. so when i say having a good time those fruit of the spirit 
I did not know it was imperative that every human being exists with those fruits mm -hmm. in them. Mm -hmm. And without those fruits in them, you're talking misery. Emptiness, right? Emptiness, pain, suffering. Yeah. So in a jail cell with the fruit of the Spirit of God in me, mm -hmm. I was enjoying that. That was so much pleasure. I remember because I was I was experience, experiencing something I didn't have. Yeah, yeah. And I was enjoying it, and I was just weeping with him. And, sure. And even every now and again, I still just go into my prayer closet, into my devotion times, and try to enjoy him like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it's funny. You, you know, I'm out. I've been released from prison in 2000. So I'm. I'm. This October will be 10 years mm. that I'm home. Okay. And it's like. Um, you know, sometimes I don't get that same kind of quality time <laughs> with, the Lord. Not, with the Lord. <laughs> really? But I'm not about to ask him oh. to send me back. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Understood. You, um, you obviously, obviously it was a breaking period for you in your life. Yeah. I've noticed oftentimes Christians who are used in a mighty way and an off the meter kind of way. Right. Are often those who have gone through extreme many times devastating broken periods in their lives that's true that is to say if, if you trace the lives of men and women of god who are being greatly used there's a good chance that somewhere in their life there was a situation such as yours abuse betrayal etc or mm -hmm. something along those lines do you find that to be the case and if so why do you think that is i would say a good way to say it is you know many of us are hard-headed and we we bite the lies of the devil, believing that we can we can make it another way, you know, other than the the true and living way, which is Christ. Mm. So all of us in our deceptive paths that the the devil has placed for us, we we get so comfortable, we get so convinced that we can make it there, even if we believe, okay, the the way of the Lord may be right, but not now. Let me let me just still make it over here a little bit until. I'm ready to go the way of the Lord. You know? I see. And sometimes God knows in his sovereignty and in his just, you know, omniscient, just, just being, um, you know, just knowing all things. He knows what it will take for some of his called chosen servants to finally surrender. Was that the case with you? That was the case with me. Just hard headed? I was very hard-headed. I was stubborn. I was... I find that hard to believe because you seem in no, such a submissive I, because mode. Because I was broken. Uh, you're talking about when you... <laughs> yeah. When you, when, you, when, you, when you become broken yeah. and, and just to the point of being laid out, mm -hmm. prostrate on the floor, melted, melted down to nothing, yeah. and then you begin to ask God to recreate who I'm supposed to be, that... Is who you're looking at right yeah. now. That is who you're listening to. Yeah. But that's not who I was. Right. You know right. what I mean? So when you, you, you know, you say, you know, not just you, but a lot of people that know me, they, they'll say things like, I can't see you being somebody who was in prison or being somebody who sold drugs. I mean, yeah. But that's that's because you're looking at the new me. Sure. You're looking at the person Christ made now. The, the new creation. The new creation. Yeah. You know, because yeah. even me, when I look at pictures of old, I say to myself, man, that guy was crazy. <laughs> Look at that guy. I well, mean, I'm glad we got him out there and you in here. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, it's funny, but it does take some time for those of us who are hard-headed to surrender to Christ these extreme measures of pain and suffering.
Yeah. It's a shame. It doesn't take that for everyone, you know. I, I, I have a cousin who he used to dance with Luther Vandross. He was in the limelight. He wasn't a criminal like myself, yeah. but it didn't take him to to go to prison to get right with God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, there's other people I know. It didn't take that for everyone because some people say, oh, you go to jail and you, to, to get converted. Well, it wasn't prison that changed me because if prison makes you a Christian, the entire prison would be on fire for God. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. that's what it took for me. For you, sure. To surrender because I did bear witness to him calling me. Yeah, yeah. I, be, I did remember the times he would warn me, the times he would... You know, say things to get my attention and being a gentleman at it. Yeah. And I, in return, would just like, not now, God, not now. Do you see that as your mission, the mission in your music? What you strive to accomplish with your poetry to prevent people from going the same road that you've gone? That's exactly right. The that is your mission in your music. That's my mission because um, what I what what my what I intend to do is just to allow the poems to reach. All audiences, um, and to let the message of truth be conveyed with flavor, sometime. Okay. With um, with just a twist, just to keep the audience captive, mm. and to just deposit truth into their souls. Because I know if if I'm speaking the truth, that God will have his signature of approval. You say truth with flavor. Truth with flavor. And you think that's an important element. I think truth is the most important element, and I think flavor is uh, an an interesting element as well that um, that it's harmful. I mean, it's harmless. Mm -hmm. So I believe that you know, it, it it just helps. A drawing element. It's a drawing element, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, because I don't think the gospel itself needs any help. Right. It's just something different, I feel, that I, you know, I can bring to the table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where, you know, those listening to say, okay, let me let me hear this. Let mm-hmm. me continue to hear this. And sure. then after it's all said and done, uh, if anything, what they've heard was from God as far as the gospel, as far as a, a message of salvation, as far as what the Lord has done and what he wants to do, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that's my most important um, message that I want to get across. Well, may we continue to hear this flavor and truth. Amen. I have this um, one selection called the gospel that um, again, it's, it's one that is filled with flavor. Okay. And loaded with truth. Okay. Well, (laughs) let's hear it. The gospel from Mark Rogers on music with a mission. He came down first to remove curse upon curse and to offer living waters to those who thirst. Yes, the Son of Man came to save that which was lost. He knew the price it would cost, yet he aimed for the cross. And on his way he spoke truth and he made sinners free. The power of his word did the same thing to me. He came to give rest to the weary soul, to both the young and the old, and to make the timid bold. He told a man to follow me and let the dead bury the dead. He told another sick with palsy, arise, take up your bed. He stopped blood and the woman who was bleeding too much. She believed she'd be healed, so she reached out and touched the hem of his garment for victory and not vanity. She knew he was deity clothed in humanity. He was God in the flesh who laid down his crown so the lost would be found and to release those who were bound. 
We needed a way to God, and yes, he made it. He was the root and the offspring of David. His name is Jesus. And there he was, captured by the ones he came to free, disfigured by the ones who couldn't see, beaten by the hands that he created. As it's been stated, this man was hated. Judas betrayed him. Somebody paid him and delivered Christ in Satan's hands, falsely accused him, ready to bruise him. But it was all the father's plan. Peter denied him. Pilate then tried him. But in him they found no wrong. And though his skin cut, he kept his mouth shut. His will to die for us was strong. The crowd that flocked him now stood and mocked him and chose to have him killed. And because of our pride, they whipped his backside. But it was all prophecy fulfilled. He was beaten and bruised to deliver you. He was nailed to a cross instead of you. Dropped the blood from his body to cover you. Then to pay for your sins, he died for you. He was tempted in all points, but to sin he wouldn't bother. It was his goal to lay hold of the will of his father. And because he wanted each of us to find him, he left his Holy Spirit behind him. Yes, a sacrifice was needed, so he gave it. He's the root and the offspring of David. His name is Jesus. He's the seed of the woman sent to bruise Satan's head. He's the cloud and the fire by which Israel was led. He's the bread that gives life to all who are fed. He's the lamb that was slain and then rose from the dead. He's the blood that was placed on the door of our hearts, our safety from God's wrath, just like Noah's ark. He's the star of the Bible found throughout its pages, the chief cornerstone in the rock of all ages, the light of the world and the salt of the earth, the judge who decides what our deeds are worth, the bread of life broken, the word of God spoken, a gift from the Father, more than just a love token. He's the master the Messiah, and the great I am, son of God, son of David, and the son of man, the Holy One of God, the resurrection and the life, the true vine and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil couldn't beat him. The grave couldn't keep him. So on the highest throne there is, the Father had to seat him. So if your soul is lost, then let him save it, because he's the root and the offspring of David. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Wow. Wow. Praise God. Truth and flavor. Truth and flavor. But more importantly, just biblically sound. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing the birth, life, death, resurrection, second coming. Amen. I mean, it's all in there. You want to be able to stand before God with everything you've done. Yeah. Oh, that's really, really great. <laughs> Because if not, you know, it's like, you know, what was your motivation? Sure, why do it? What was your motivation? What inspired you to write that poem? I mean, I wanted, I wanted the gospel out from beginning to end. I wanted okay. somebody to hear what he did, why he did it, who he is, mm-hmm. who he was, and who he is, mainly, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, what he can do for you today. Because mm-hmm. you know? a lot of people have a misconception of 
who Christ is. He's not somebody who was a savior. He is the savior, you know, and he can save your soul. He can save your life. He can give you, you know, the power you need to live a life he's calling you to live, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, which is another um, misconception that a lot of people have. They think God is calling you to live a life you can't live on your own. Yes, that's true. But he also comes with the package of salvation power. Mm. That's what comes with this package of his salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. power to live right, power to do right, power to speak right. There's a variation on the gospel being taught that says that we should not suffer and that all Christians should be rich. What do you think about that? Mm, that's the prosperity gospel, right? I have a problem with that because it's just, it's to me one of those gospels that isn't the gospel of Christ. It's a gospel that the of the flesh of man would love to want to hear because everyone in the flesh who is um, actually, you know, worldly mm-hmm. loves riches. There's no uh, challenging of sin. There's no confession of sin. It's riches of the world. It's like the things I can get. Yeah. So that gospel is catchy. Sure. So people who preach that, you're going to see probably their church is loaded. Yeah. But God knows how to um, remove those who... Or in behind pulpits, not representing him, you know what I mean, and get those who who are really, really seeking him to have the truth spoken. Because that whole that whole prosperity movement, the the problem with it is that you're not going to end up at the Savior's feet. Yeah. If you just if that's all you know, if that's the only doctrine you know, you know, there's no dying of self. There's no yielding to the Holy Spirit of God. There's there's no mention of holiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's bank account is given. It shall be given. It's it's actually like picking out of certain scriptures that have to do with you gaining more earthly riches. Yeah. You know, and it's hardly any talk about what Jesus says when he says, what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole the world, world and, lose his soul. and lose his soul? Sure. So God sure. didn't come to give us earthly riches. Yes, he did. I mean, rich. it's not like you can't have money. Because God, I believe, doesn't want any of his children suffering, begging for bread, yeah. living poor beneath their means. No. But does he say that everyone should be rich? I mean, uh, rich first spiritually? Yes. That was my that's that what I was going to get at. That is the true yeah. riches of God. Okay. And he knows if you don't have that first, you can forget about an increase of money in your account. And I can look at you and I can tell that you're rich spiritually. That's where it is. Yeah. When one is rich spiritually, whether they make $25,000 a year mm-hmm. or 125000 a year, yeah. which be the God. I mean, it's not a sin to make lots of money. No. But God is saying, I'm not here that you should have that. I'm here that you should have the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. You should have me first mm-hmm. and foremost and come to really know who I am. Yeah. Then the things of the earth you'll be able to deal with. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everything else comes after that. Tell you what, Mark, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about music, music ministry. Get your opinion on some things, too. Okay. Is that Sounds all right? Good. Sounds good. Sounds good. When Music with a Mission continues. Trip, two, three, four. Drop, two, three, four. Trip, two, three, four. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God 
is for you. God is willing to God help. is and always will God be. God is able to protect. God is good. His power to change. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. I'd like to speak today to people who are battling with fear. I know what it's like to battle with fear. Many years ago, as a young man, I struggled with fear to the point that it put me in the hospital on, on more than one occasion. It was crippling fear, almost debilitating. Panic attacks that would leave me with a feeling of foreboding as if there was no hope or no future for tomorrow. At the age of 24 years, I came to an understanding that God had reached out to me through His Son, Jesus Christ. And I came to the promise in the Scripture that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I turned to Him with all my heart one night, and I began to pray. I trusted Him for freedom, and He didn't disappoint me. I was set free in a moment of time. It's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis speaking with our guest, poet, spoken word artist, and soon-to-be minister, Mark Rogers. Amen. Mark, you've had a chance to minister your work here at Times Square Church, no? Yes. Where did you minister? What service? Well, actually, I've been ministering with the youth for a few years now. Okay. On Friday nights. Oh, the gate. The gate. Okay. Yes, yes. And um, But also, uh, Pastor Carter gave me an opportunity to speak at the uh, last service, Sunday's 6 o'clock service. Nice. Yeah, so I spoke a few times last year at the 6 o'clock service. Okay. And it's been, um, it, it was it was good. It was good. It was uh, a very good experience for me. Okay. You know, was, when you say speak, did you do your poetry or did you minister the both. word? Both. You did both? both. Yeah, a lot okay. of times, sometimes I, I have a poem that I incorporate into the message that the Lord gave me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Oh, that's both. an interesting approach. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Sometimes first in the beginning of the message, sometimes in the middle. Yeah. But, um, and not every single message. Uh, sure. Some, but, you know, a lot of messages will have a poem with it. Okay. You know. And how do you think it was received? It was good. I mean, after the fact, um, you know, I get a chance to speak to pastors about what was said. Yeah. And, um it was very good responses I got from good. them as well as uh, Times Square Church members mm-hmm. and even visitors. Because uh, some, you know, it's funny when you're speaking to the congregation in a, in a church like ours, you really don't know who's there, yeah. how many people are there, yeah. somebody coming in for the first time, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like after service or maybe even a few days afterwards, you may get, I get all kind of different people coming to me mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, it's appreciated okay. just to be, to feel like, okay, I made some kind of difference on, and the Lord was able to just use me to make a difference. It's encouraging. And, yeah, it too. is encouraging. It's sure. very encouraging. Sure. It's very for encouraging. To, for you to continue your ministry. Right. And at the same time, I don't want to let pride get in to make it seem like I did something. So even when somebody comes to me, and they tell me, you know, what 
what what was spoken from my mouth, what it did to them, I say, praise God. And I always say, praise God. Yeah. And I point it right where it came from. Because sometimes people can get sidetracked seeing the person and equating that person did this to me. No, no, right. no, 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 no. Right. That person was used sure, sure. by Christ. And, if, and I think it's important that I remind people, not just for that person and for myself, yeah, then I'm, well. ju- I'm just a vessel. I'm a vessel. Right. That's it. <laughs> and God has many vessels. Yeah. And I think it's important, like the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hands of God and he shall exalt you. I think as ministers, one of the things the Lord put it in my spirit a while ago is that as ministers, when the Bible says humble yourself, there is no time later after you've humbled yourself that you aren't t- to remain humble. Wow. That's important because you can humble yourself in the beginning and then a year later you're not humbling yourself anymore because of an audience, Mm. because of some book Mm -hmm. or some other deal, some place you're being invited to. Now all of a sudden you're not humbling yourself anymore. Right. But there is no time where you're not to humble yourself. Yeah. And and I think it's wise to humble yourself before he humbles you because, boy, does it hurt. That's why you want to love the part that is your responsibility. Yeah. That's not God's responsibility to humble you. He will. Yeah. But he asks that you humble yourself. Sure. Now, I understand you also minister your poetry praise for the young adults, huh? The young adults, yes, on Friday nights at the gate. um, And the gate is the youth service. The youth service, yes. It is 7 p.m. here. 7 p.m. sharp. Ages are 13 to 29. Yes. And yes. uh, you're not 29. I'm not 29. Uh, so how did they receive you? <laughs> well, listen, I, I have, a, I, I don't know, I, I think there's like a large youth part of me that's still fresh and available to Oh, well, good for you, man. Yeah, 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 all yeah. right, all right. So um, I'm 42, but at the same time, even a lot of the people that I talk to, they don't believe that I'm 42. Okay. You know, some of the kids, anyway, they think I'm they think I'm older than, of course, them. Yeah. But they don't know what age. So because be you're young own. at heart. Exactly. That's me too. I'm young. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. You could be 40s, 50s, 60s and still be young at heart. And it's been received okay, huh? Yes. Okay. Because I can identify with the young. I love the young kids. I I, I mean, that's where I went wrong in life. And and if I can help a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old, or a 22-year-old, you Mm -hmm. know, if I can help them out in any kind of way, I'd love to just um, be a part of that ministry. Are there uh, any other spoken word artists you listen to? Well, believe it or not, they there haven't there hasn't been no there hasn't been okay. spoken word artists that really inspire me. Um, mm-hmm. and, so, what's your taste in music then? In music, mm-hmm. the gospel. I love just as far as artists. I love Fred Hammond. Okay, but I love Casting Crowns. Okay, how do you consider? other genres of Christian music? Do you consider them meat or milk? Well, it depends. Some of the some of them, um, there's some that I, I listen to and I, I, I kind of, I don't know, my spirit just bears witness that they're really trying to convey the heart of God mm-hmm. in music and then there's a relationship. But there has been times where I have listened to, let's say, like a, a Christian rap artist yeah, where I kind of like, I don't know. I just felt like, okay, here is a gift that is being used, and the person is no doubt gifted, mm-hmm. a gifted poet, because, mm-hmm. you know, rap is still poetry. Sure. But I kind of know, sometimes I sense a little worldliness, so I don't really, I don't really have like a whole lot of um, some Christian rap artists that I really like. 
And so even those that I don't sense is genuine, instead of even trying to judge them as far as telling somebody else, oh, this person, don't listen to them. Just me, myself, I won't listen yeah. to them. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I don't have time to try to be, you know, this one's good, that one's not good, this one, you know. Yeah. It's just on my own, you know, my own preference, my own taste. Yeah, understood, you know? yeah. understood. Any advice for anybody who wants to get into spoken word, poetry as yourself? Uh, yes. What I tell a lot of the youth here, even those who um, are gifted poets here in our church, because we do have some, like Ilya and... And and what I tell them, let your gift just be used to the point where what you're conveying is always represented by the word. It is never diluted. It is it is not something that, in other words, you're putting your skills before the truth because it'll show, it'll tell. Mm-hmm. It'll tell, and God will also expose it somewhere down the line that you, you're more interested in somebody looking to applaud you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than you are um, conveying the heart of God. Yeah. So I just say, yes, go for it. Don't you at any moment stop writing and reciting. Always let your gift, let it shine. Yeah. God gave it to you to use. Use it. Mm-hmm. But always want to just be you know, truthful and always want to let whatever you say be able to be backed up by the word of God. Let it be able to be backed up by the word of God. So if somebody comes to you and say, hey, why'd you say this in your poem? You can open up the Bible mm-hmm. and take them right to the passage mm-hmm. of Scripture where you're getting it from. Sure, that, you're, that inspired you to do so right. to begin with. Right. Because if you can't do that, then you really uh, you have to question what foundation is it that you're standing on. Yeah. You know, And then maybe you might even should erase that or don't even say that if it yeah. can't be supported biblically. Yeah, it's interesting you should use the word foundation because even the contractor will tell you that you have to dig below frost level, that you have to dig deep. Everything huh? is going to rest on the foundation. Yeah, you got to dig. <laughs> so when the, when the snow and the wind exactly. and the rain comes. And it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. And you got to thank God for the snow, the wind, and the rain because that's, the, to me, I think those are awesome tests, yeah. you know, to, to show what kind of foundation are you on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I tell them all, just use your gift to the glory of God and don't let the skill precede the message, you know, the heart of God, the reason. Always let the reason be, you know, you want to bring glory and honor to his name because you want God to judge us, even mm-hmm. with the gifts that we, we have. You know? Mark Rogers, thank you so much for being on Music with a Mission. You're welcome. It Thanks. has been a blessing. Thanks for having me. Take joy, my king, and what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about Music with a Mission. We want your tips, hints, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org, or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website at www.tscnyc.org music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance from Maggie Diaz. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.